Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome finally to a special free edition of Sour Graps. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Pulaski. As always, not everything sucks. I mean, things last night sucked. Smackdown sucked. Rampage didn't suck. Hey, it's it's Kate Hensler. She's here too. Merry okay. Christmas, you guys. I am in my Christmas pajamas. I think what happened was your computer was like, I'm going to shit bed because they're actually going to like the show. So how are things going to be sour? Like, there's nothing to be sour about really with the show. So yeah. they were just like, we have to make sure that we annoy Alex about something. Yeah. <laughs> something. This. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Christmas, everyone in the chat. Yeah. Merry Christmas, What's everybody fun? who's here watching this this thing live. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Sean decided to take the weekend off and good for him, but, Jerk. but, but, but I was like, I'll, I'll problem, I'll probably do, uh, you know, sour grabs. Uh, I was like, Oh, great. You should just do it on the regular channel and make it free. And I was like, Oh, okay, fine. I'll also, um, uh, do this whole thing with it and everything. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So now I have all those responsibilities and I'm like, Kate, you want to do it too? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, good. Um, hey, so you normally do this whole SmackDown and Rampage thing on the Fridays. Uh, I do. And I, yeah, and I, I usually wait until all that's died down, and then I can yell 24 hours later about SmackDown and also talk about Rampage, which is always good. But that's no fun. It's no fun when things are good. It's only fun when I get to tear them apart. That's the whole... It's the whole reason for the season for me and <laughs> and my and my utter psychosis. Um, uh, so I know that that you and Sean always uh, start. Um, well, first of all, send in a hopper chat, send in a super chat. We're still doing those things. We got Luis who decided to work tonight too uh, <laughs> on Christmas night to 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 be on one of our awesome mods and 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 gather all the super chats and humper chats and whatnot. Um, so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, send in those, we'll read them on the air. Also, yeah. because this is technically a free edition of my Fightful Select show, uh, and there are no ads being read on the Fightful Select shows, this is also kind of a plug for Fightful Select. So take some of that money that Santa Claus left in your stocking and put down five crisp one dollar bills. Uh, for the next month of Fightful Select, uh, you uh, you won't regret it. Uh, it's a lot of fun and a lot of good in info. Uh, Alex, and also I don't a lot think of we fun. accept cash. I think you have to use a credit card. Put down five dollar bills at Western Union, <laughs> and get yourself one of those little, those little, those little oh, no. free, one of those little debit cards that have, like you you preload <laughs> with your money. We <laughs> should we oh, should accept goodness. cash. Listen, I always accept cash. <laughs> it's the best currency. I won't do that here because that guy's not on this shows. Um, that is true. <clears throat> uh, so I know you and um, <laughs> I know you and uh, and Sean always start with the rampage, and that's what we'll do tonight as well. Because really, SmackDown was SmackDown was whatever. If you already um, digested it, that's good because I didn't actually see SmackDown. I only saw the results. 
I love my family too much. No, no. And listen, I, 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 my family goes to bed early. Is the only is the only thing that 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 Perfect. make makes me. Oh, by the way, this is a tradition. My father-in-law every year gives me two four packs of Sprecher root beer, which is the most glorious root beer in 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 the world. You and are so I'm going to crack one open. Today, I, I'm going to I'm going to crack one open. I'm going to crack open a nice sarsaparilla uh, because I need uh, I need uh, to be sweet to talk about Rampage. Make sure I'm not too sour. Mm. Oh, Alex! Don't you dare be sour. The thing about this is this one is made with real Wisconsin honey, oh, so it's like really? almost it's all natural and stuff. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, Rampage was sold to us as, "Hey, Hook's gonna throw a giant dude around the ring." So yeah, tune in on Christmas. Leave your family over there drinking eggnog. Sneak down into the basement, turn on the TV, and watch Hook yeet a big dude all over the ring, and um, and and that's what we got. Uh, that um, that that came as advertised. Well, well, we're just gonna go ahead right to the main event because it's Ooh, right. Mary Mary Hook, Miss People. The main Mary event is not Hook. the main event is not whatever you've heard about Cody Rhodes deciding to go into business for himself. Maybe, maybe not. We're not quite sure yet. That's not the main event. The main event is Hook. The main event is always Hook. On shows that Hook does not appear, Hook is Hook always the main event. Is going to. We had someone on a previous episode say Hook is going to dethrone Roman, which is mm. true. He's going to win the TBS title. He's going to win the TNT title. I'd, ra I'd rather not do that, though. That would be a bad uh, Look, thing. I, as. As a woman, I'm okay with it. I mean, if you're um, all right with it, I guess I have to be fine yeah. with it. No, he uh, he deserves every title there's ever been. He's going to win the 24-7 title. That's how good Hook is. <laughs> all of them. Belt collector, Kenny Omega, nothing on Hook. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he he did his thing, man. He, he, did his, he walked down to the ring to the dulcet tones of Action Bronson. <laughs> And he 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 murdered a man three times his size with judo, like yeah. like it's just I mean we'll get, get over to, his head. We'll get to the one thing that I was like, don't get too cute with, with I this know guy. What it is. I know. Don't, just don't. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Don't get too cute with this guy, or you're gonna run into problems down the line. But. The, the first thing that, that blew me away was, I, I've never seen this before. I'm sure it's like a, a thing they teach you in judo and people just do it all the time in MMA, which I don't watch. But that one thing where he just like dropped down to his belly, snakes between the dude's legs and like took him down by like bringing both his elbows and his, his knees through. Yes. His, like swept his legs out in this really fluid motion that I'd never seen before. It was like, hey, you're much bigger than I am. How much bigger are you when you're laying down? Like it was just this really... Quick thing it was so cool to watch. Um, he did a release northern light suplex. He he did that high capture suplex to again, like how big is Bear Bronson? Like real big. He's three forty, three fifty. Like he's a big dude. They don't call you like bear anything if you're not huge. Even Bearcat, which was stupid, still a big dude. 
Bear, so, Bear Grylls, though, that that the man versus wild dude, he's pretty he's pretty skinny, but, but also not a professional wrestler. So I think it may, maybe your hypothesis only applies to professional wrestlers, in which case I think you're dead on. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, he just flung that dude over his over his head. So between him and when Tay Conti does some judo stuff, I'm like, more wrestlers should be incorporating judo things. From what I can tell, because it seems like a very logical way to keep your stamina up while doing maximum damage to your opponent because you're using all of their body weight, right? So for, I mean, for Taz's kid, it also makes sense that he's like suplexing people all over the place. And when you're fighting a dude who's that much bigger than you, it makes the most sense. It was cool with Fuego because Fuego just sold the absolute yeah. hell out of it. Yeah. Um, but this is where it seems like it's its most effective. And when you consider that Will Hobbs is on Team Taz, and maybe at some point that is going to get broken up, um, that could be a very compelling match in a way to, at that point, I think now make Hobbs look good. I think I am, I am very sold on Hook in only two matches. And it's not even just how good he is in the ring. He has all the other stuff down, I'm assuming from watching his dad for a real long time. Very charismatic, gets the in-ring storytelling part, like, very, very quickly in this. He's really good at the things outside of the moves as well as the moves. So, just really, really cool. But let's talk about the thing you didn't like. <laughs> Listen. And I'll tell I, you why you're wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm not wrong yet. No, you're not That's, actually wrong at all. I mean, I, I, listen, okay. Now I'm, I, I love a good no sell spot. I really do. Like when it, when it, when it works, when it's like in the moment, the adrenaline rush, like you get like lariated, like a lariat or, or something like that. And you roll through it and pop up or something like it's a, it's a moment that like will beget a really great crowd reaction and it's it's usually done in a uh, i think done best in a back and forth match maybe yes. it's maybe it's a move that you were able to dodge enough they didn't get all of it because you've scouted your opponent so well like there's storytelling that allows for a no sell to really really hit and i and i love it when it does our partner Eddie Kingston is phenomenal with that. I feel yeah. like he does. He really, really picks his spots on the no cells. Yes. Partner. Now, I, 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 our, our friend, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Dave Langer, has sent in that apparently uh, Bronson, uh, Bear Bronson, listed as six foot two and two hundred and sixty pounds, and I say in his ass two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> like, like I listen. I, I, I love to fudge. I'll drop down. Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple. I was, hey, how much do you weigh? Oh, this week? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll undershoot a little bit for somebody just, yeah. to, just to see what I can get away with. I don't, I don't know. Um, that guy hitting what, what, whether you want to call it a Rikishi driver or the greetings from Asbury Park onto, onto Hook. It looked like he got all of it. I mean, I understand the physics of the move that you never really get all of it. Otherwise, your opponent would be dead. Correct. But but it in the in the context of what professional wrestling is, it looked like he got all of the move. 
and I understand the impulse of like, wouldn't it be awesome if then like from behind the dude celebrating, we just get Hook standing up like he's impervious to pain or I don't know, concussions. And and I think <laughs> like it's it's it was a cool moment and I laughed. I'm not gonna say I didn't laugh, but I was like, you can't make this kid invulnerable. Like things that like uh, wh what's going to happen when the story is supposed to be told that he's actually in over his head with somebody who's a little bit better than Bear Bronson. You know what I mean? There's right. what's the, what, like and and think he's he's being thrown all over the ring. Well, now he's going to have to sell. But before he didn't like I just, I, I'm always in favor of consistency across the board. When somebody hits their devastating finisher on him and he's got to sell, try to roll toward the ropes or whatever. Like, I feel like don't do the Rikishi driver unless you're going to try and get like a two count on it. Like him kicking out of the Rikishi driver to me is, 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 is as impressive as him like getting up and chawing on his gum and then throwing the dude all over the place. I think it, I think it worked tonight because we're all in love with Hook right. still. And we probably will be for a while, which is why I'm like, don't do this in every match because then it's going to become a thing that like he's Wolverine. And I just, I don't, I want, I want it to be treated as a, as, as a professional wrestler, as opposed to we're going to script him to be a superhero because then it's going to, it's going to get, as I said, a little too cute. No, because then he would be like, Almost a superhero, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I we don't think want to be almost a superhero. That'd be bad. That, that that never works out. That does not work. Historically, we have seen that people that are almost a superhero don't really work. Uh, it's Christmas and his second match, and everyone loves him. I am all sure. for the no-sell spot, but I, I understand what you're saying, that that cannot be a consistent habit, because it was kind of like my complaint with Abaddon and Britt Baker when Abaddon did that. Like, which is even trickier because she's supposed to be a woman that thinks she's a zombie or she really is a zombie. We don't I, really I know. believe that whatever psychosis she has that makes her believe she's a zombie. Also like you hear about these people who like for uh, something went wrong. There's like, there's like a twit, a switch that turned off in their brain and they don't feel pain. Like they can shove a needle through their hand and they're like, I don't feel this. You know what I mean? Like it's, not yeah. like it's not like I'm not injured. Like there aren't like blood vessels that have been torn apart within my hand, but I don't feel it. Like you hear about those kind of things that happen with, with something. I believe that whatever caused Abaddon to be like, I'm a zombie also caused is the similar thing that caused her to be like, I can get curb stomped onto a chair and I'm totally good. Um, okay. I can buy that. And like, actually with characters that are in a different world, like I said, there's like Undertaker's cell was his no cell, right? right. Like that was the way he sold. Um, but at least, no, like he would lay there for a while before he sat up. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. Like he didn't like just pop up immediately. I don't know. I don't that know. was Whatever. kind of like more it's, almost well, like honestly, his Hulk up. It's a nitpick because I mean, they, like because he just, Hulk is perfect. He, he's, he just, like he went in there against Fuego and we're like, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, Fuego, Fuego made him look like a million bucks. Uh, oh, but what's it, what's going to happen? We thought just two short weeks ago. What's going to happen when he gets in there with a guy a little bit bigger than he is? How's this going to work? And then everyone was like, "Hey, by the way, on Christmas night, Hook versus the big dude." We we're like, "Ooh, what's that going to be like?" And it turns out he's just great. 
It's going to be awesome. I think there's so much money in him versus Ricky Starks when it gets to that point. I think that's going to be incredible because I, I mean, I just think the world of Ricky Starks in general, but like someone who's similar enough in stature that wrestles not judo stuff, but like logical fundamental wrestling, um, also charismatic as hell. I just think, I think that's going to, that's going to be such a good feud if and when that happens. Yeah. But yeah, Hook is great. Like, it's awesome. It's so much fun. We we have some uh, some super and humper chats about Hook. Go figure. No way. I know. Mark Losper says, how far can they took, take Hook? Champion? Well, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, he's he's at, it's two it's two matches. So we don't we don't know where where any of this is going. I I I love the idea of him being basically a mute. I don't I really don't ever want no. to hear him talk. For now, I don't like. So I'm interested in seeing like what like I would say don't push him too fast, because the listen I, it's okay. I did not think that at, that at this point on Christmas night, I would be comparing Hook to The Fiend. But The Fiend also had a thing where he was impervious to pain. And he got really over with the crowd. I mean, not in the same way Hook is, but like really over with it. People were like, this guy's awesome. I'm not everybody. But a big subsection of, of that crowd like fell in love with The Fiend. And then they were like, hey, you guys like him so much? Let's put a belt on him. And they're like, well, no, 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 that, that wasn't what we meant. And then they were like, he's impervious to pain. He's going to take 17 curb stomps. And and he's going to be just like, like Seth Rollins is going to have to try to kill him in a hell in a cell. And then it's going to get disqualified. And like, no, you, you did all of this because you made him impervious to pain and impossible to hurt. Like, that's that's the beginning. That's where it goes. I'm not saying it's going to go there, but not too much too fast. Otherwise, you you run the risk of of of. At this time next year, us being like, "Hey, Hook, uh, what's what's the deal with that guy? We haven't seen him on TV in a while." Like, I mean, I don't think they're gonna do it, but just never too much, too fast. Hook could be champion. Let's say twenty twenty three ish. Like, I would love a really slow build to him getting his first title match against somebody. He's sure. got to lose eventually, and he's got a. I think TNT champion's a great spot for him. Um. But I think we are getting trios titles, and I also think that Team Taz could be a unit together before that. There's full dissension there. Yeah. Um, but I, he's definitely a champion. But he's so young with these younger dudes. It's like realistically, and I, I get the complaint of you brought in outside people, blah blah blah. Punk and Danielson are in their forties, like yeah. realistically. Danielson's a, an absolute freak of nature in that way. Right. Like he, he's doing his best wrestling ever, but like. You have to be realistic about people's age. That's why I'm as as much as it would make sense for MJF to be a champion. I'm so glad he hasn't because we got all day with this guy. Like right. and and there's so much juice in him. Just let it let it let it go. Um, let it unfold and let him get experience because those two things. He's only going to get better, which is yeah. weird. Um, um, so yeah. let him be champion when he's ready. Exactly. Rob Reed says, "Merry Hooksmas." Team Kalex, I called it last week that Hook would suplex Bear Bronson, and boy, did he ever. Uh, that, that overhead capture suplex was, was nutty. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. That was was nutty. That needed to be committed. Um, (laughs) James Nepper says, uh, Merry Christmas, you guys. Sour grapes on a Saturday. It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, (laughs) Pretty impressed with how Rampage spoiler didn't leak easily. Uh, And this show didn't disappoint. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I guess I kind of found out in passing about the other big thing that happened on the show. Uh, but I wasn't really looking for it. Um, but it, I didn't, I only saw it the one time, which is pretty crazy considering what, what it was we were talking about. Uh, uh, he also says, Alexa, send more hook. <laughs> if you're running Thank low you on hook your in your house, you can just talk to your Alexa and say, yeah. Alexa, I need more hook. And like, soon- I added hook to your shopping list. Exactly. It'll be like, you're out of hook. Should we reorder? <laughs> Thank you for your hooker chat. We are all hookers on Christmas. Yeah, all of us. It's it's a it's hookers, beautiful. Hookers on Christmas sounds like a a like a, a really edgy Hallmark movie. <laughs> John Gorman says, uh, "Merry Hookmas, Alex and Kate." Uh, SmackDown is trash. True. Rampage ruled. God damn, is Hook is Hook good? How how in the hell is he this smooth in the ring? Only wrestling two matches into his career. Well, because he's been training in lots of other stuff too that translates. I think that what I love about it is they're using all of his knowledge of judo and shit to make it yeah. feel more real rather than, you know, like, you know, uh, just, you know, him going in there and like, hey, collar and elbow tie up. Like it's like it feels like he's in there like like he's a professional fighter who decided to to become a wrestler. Like it feels it I don't kind of sounds like what he really did a little bit, but not you know? like yeah. I that's why I'm so blown away by the rest of it other than the moves is like how much, because yeah. he hasn't done an indie run. He hasn't figured anything out for himself yet. Yeah. His ability to not only not be intimidated by, but seemingly thrive off of and, and understand how to execute the storytelling aspect just blows my mind. That part of it, that he's two matches in. Cause you can teach people moves. The other stuff, you don't know what's going to happen until that I said person that, I said this, uh, reviewing his first match. Like he has, he has something you cannot teach, which is presence. Yeah. Like he just, he just exudes ease. And it's really hard to be like, if you're somebody who's like in your head thinking about, okay, what's the next thing I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to do this. Like you can try as hard as you, as hard as you like. But you're never going to be able to to re- remove that from yourself. If you're somebody who walks in the ring like I know I'm, I know I'm good, and like and without being arrogant, he's just there. Just he, he's like I, I, I'm good. I, I'm not not good, meaning like I'm good 
I'm a good wrestler, meaning I know I'm ready for this moment. Just, yeah. just absolutely so sure of himself. And I think, like, that's even more impressive to me because he did kind of get himself over as, like, Sean was saying, like, a meme wrestler. Like, initially, my friend said he looked like he's perpetually locked out of a college dorm because he always yeah. has, like, his hoodie up and he's eating Doritos. Yeah. Like, to go from that and to reveal so the opposite of that is even more impressive to me. Like, the gap there. Ah. Oh. Hook. Mary Hook miss you guys. <laughs> as 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 Frank Aguilera says, my God, pals, Mary Hookmas. Mary Hookmas to you. Uh, <laughs> it's last Gabagool today, so yeah. And with your spirit, happy Hookmas, Mary Hookmas. Mary Hookmas to everybody. We also um, had a new YouTube member, by the way, which is exciting. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck Cassis, for subscribing to the YouTube membership yes. thing. Yeah, do the membership thing. I, I guess that'll be awesome. Thank you, Chuck Cassis, for doing it. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, but thanks. Um, uh, James Nepper says, with the with the nods to shades of the past uh, that AEW does, I wonder if we'll follow the career of Hook. We'll see a lot of shades of Taz's career. Oh, yeah. Well, he hasn't, like, come out as though he is an actual literal caveman. Like that, remember that? Remember early Taz and ECW, where he's wearing like the the one strap singlet, and he had the crazy hair, and he was like barefoot and walking around like straight up cave. If he comes out with Hook with two Ks, like Taz and WWE CW, mm. and that would be nice because NXT is now WWE CW, and we have Braun Breaker. Yeah, just some nice synergy there, but yeah. I my hope is that Hook doesn't really talk that much, and that eventually, um, that Taz is his mouthpiece. Like that once I feel like Team Taz has a shelf life because I think Starks is a breakout star. I think Hobbs has some work to do outside of a stable, yeah. and Hook is God. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, well, we'll see what Miro has to say about that as well mm -hmm. on the show, but um. I, I think that Taz becoming his mouthpiece and, and saying like, this is my son. He has the FTW belt or whatever. That's yeah. going to be so awesome. And just so sincere. I think that'll be a really like beautiful uh, tribute to, to Taz's legacy in the business. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think it is kind of interesting though with him is, what I what I what I've seen people like oh well they're probably gonna do a thing where like Taz is gonna show favoritism to his son and Ricky's gonna get jealous but they're gonna like jump Ricky out of the gang or something and turn Ricky Stark's face I'm like I I I I, I th honestly think that you could do that except for the fact that everyone literally loves Hook like they, yeah. they, we 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 were getting a we want Hook chant before they went to break before his match there was a very loud we want hook we want hook and people were booing bear bronson for doing stuff in the match just for like existing like it and was... on top of that like i don't have a huge interest in seeing ricky starks as a face before we see him on a real run as a heel in this company he's such a great heel and i also don't think it needs to be that convoluted let the organic buzz around hook carry him let a heel starks lose clean and then let taz just be really fucking proud of him yeah and then go from there that's how i book it um but 
you you could do that. You could more forcefully, but we see that with stables all the time. I think like a more organic breakup might be really nice. And I also, and Sean said this Friday and I agree. I like stables that have some diversity in them. Not every, it doesn't have to be a heel stable. Like you can have people that hang out together. Have you ever had a group of friends where you're like, that guy's an asshole, but we kind of like him. And that guy's so sweet and we love him. Like, you can have that in, in the same group of people and still buy into the idea that they hang out with each other. Yeah. Um, so uh, for those of you who were wondering, um, uh, Mark Losper says, has Heal SRS put a time limit on this show? <laughs> Not that I know of, but I, we'll, 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 we'll be done before then. Like mo- most of what, what we're going to talk about is Rampage because SmackDown, Kate didn't watch. I didn't and it watch was, it yet. It was... <laughs> I, I, I will explain like two things to her and 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 ask her question, questions about her thoughts. About and I'll I'll probably that. just take my headphones and throw and them. throw them away. Yeah. yeah, but you can listen yeah. to you rant about it yesterday, correct? No, no. I'm. This is the one thing. Oh, this, this is, is it. One, this, this is, is the, the ball one game. I didn't. Boom. I decided okay. I'm not going to do one on Christmas Eve and you Christmas, loved yourself. Christmas you, night. Yeah, you chose love. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, J W Pringle keeps up the saga from our Tuesday night show. He says, Merry Christmas, Kate's mom and dad. Keep cool, Gabagool, and also with you. And with your spirit. I don't know if they're watching now because yeah. we don't watch wrestling and it's Christmas. <laughs> but we had a lovely time. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, J.W. Pringle. If they were watching, I'm sure they would say hi right back to you. <laughs> Jay Blood says, you got to do the Ricky getting jealous of Hook turning Team Taz face. Now, um, it, it would be really interesting. Like, I, I don't know... Oh, gosh, we'll see where they go with this. I think that that when you split Team Taz, obviously Taz is going to go with his kid, and yeah. then if Ricky gets jealous, the question then is where does where, where does Hobbs' allegiance lie? And if Hobbs goes with with Ricky and they become like this two man power trip type of uh, like with with Ricky with a heater like with, with like Hobbs could be a lot of fun as as a heel act away from Team Taz. Does Team Taz just need Hook to be? Is is it a one man team with 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 Taz as his mouthpiece? I think if if Taz, I love Taz on commentary, but if Taz just wanted to be out there and his son never had to cut a promo because he's got his old man in there who's great at cutting promos, and that's what they do from here on out. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things there. The 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 world is the oyster of Team Taz and Hook. Um. So let's just go through the through the rest of the stuff. We we got a Jungle Boy versus Isaiah Cassidy match to start the show, yeah. Which was which was good. That was the, that was the opening opening match. That was it was good. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy, I think, like um, he's one of those guys who are like, hey, I didn't, I I don't recognize how good you are because I love watching your tag team so much. Think it's how much so much fun it is. I don't recognize how good of a wrestler he is because he's usually just doing awesome, fun, high flying spots. But he's he's good, and this match was good. There was a little bit of gang wars that got in there um, with with <laughs> with with uh, Hardy family office. Didn't we already do the Christian and Matt Hardy thing? We doing more of that? I hope not. I don't need any more of it. Like I I think it's fine, but like it's kind of cool to watch Christian and Matt Hardy punch hitter because it feels like twenty years ago, but. At the same time, like I, I kind of I'm I'm just waiting for that Christian to turn on Jungle Boy and we get that thing. Like I'm waiting for that. Like that's the thing I'm waiting for. So 
I don't know if we're going to get that super soon, though, because what if I, I can't operate on a hypothetical or what potentially could be. But I think we might if we do get trios at Battle of the Belts, they might be a trio for a little bit longer. Um, I don't need them to like run Christian and Matt Hardy back by any means. And I don't really there was not like a real reason for this match, but that's fine. Like it was entertaining. I really like when they kick off a show that normally starts at 10 p.m. nine tonight, but to start off a late show with like a very high energy match in the beginning. And when you're there in the live crowd, after you've already seen dynamite and dark taped, it's really nice to have something that's going to pick you up. I agree with you on Isaiah. That happens to me a lot with the dark order where I forget how good they are, especially because they're so silly and they don't have a ton of TV time, and then they get in the ring, and you're like, oh, damn, Dark Order. <laughs> like, Stu Grayson is ridiculous. Um, the only tag team that doesn't happen with me, that with me, is uh, FTR. But, like, for some reason, I, I'm always aware of how great they are individually and as a unit. Um, I think because Dax Harwood is just so great and they're so psychologically sound that the way that they stand out as a tag team sometimes just has individual strengths with it um but this was a, a great way to open the show jungle boy is over as hell i think it would be smart to put gold on him in the next six months or so because people love that guy and why wouldn't yeah he's real fun yeah they love the boy and his dinosaur um, they do and I, his theme I, I, it, every everyone who who desperately wants the proud and powerful uh, Ortiz and Santana to, to be the next to be next up. I, I get it. I think the writing's on the wall. It's got to be. It's got to be Jungle. It's got to be Lucha Express, not Lucha Express, right? Jungle Express, Jungle Express. Um, it's got to be. It's got to be them the at, at some <laughs> at some point because the, the the fans just love them so much, and that way you don't have to like with only the two belts and remember, like yes, you got to put gold around Jungle Boy at some point. This is the easy way to do it. It doesn't have to be a long reign. It really doesn't. But I feel like it's that they're they're all right now. They're number one contenders. So Jurassic Express, Jurassic Express, Express, yeah, not Jungle Express. I call them Lucha Express all the time, though. Lucha, Lucha, Danielson, Dragon Nielsen, Jungucastic, Jungucastic Express. That's them. That's that team. So um, with yeah. Pratt and Powerful too, if it's going to be them and Eddie Kingston, I'm going to lose my mind on trios. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it was like, man, Luchasaurus was injured for a little bit and Jungle Boy kind of looked like maybe he was lining up for a TNT title run and then they did the Christian angle. Like, I think they know they want to put gold on him, but he was becoming the breakout star. So it's like, is that going to be TNT title gold? Um, and then they ran into so many other things, right? So I yeah. think I think tag titles or trios title would be good for them, but you've got to do something with Proud and Powerful. I I would love them as either inaugural champs or initial challengers with Eddie Kingston because they yeah. gotta, I think it would be nice for them to give Eddie Kingston some wins too, because even though he doesn't need them, it would be nice for him to get them, I think. Would be good. It would, it would be very good. I I I I yeah, I mean, I it, it does feel like we're headed to a uh, Chris Jericho comes back and says, Eddie Kingston, what are you doing with my friends? Those are my friends. I They're mine. They belong to the inner circle. They're mine. And Eddie Kingston's like, come on and get them, partner. And I think I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, 
Anyway. Um, the, my only issue was that is there is just no part of me that doesn't believe that Eddie Kingston would kick the ever-living shit out of Jericho. And you should, and maybe you should he believe will. that. You should believe he, that because it's true, and yet, booking. So, um... But yeah. that might be a way to get the inner circle to break up, though. Like he might, he might don't, do that. Don't tease me with this with with, oh with, with kind of talk, man. No, that's I've been I've been wishing for that for now uh, almost a year. Um, okay, so we'll we'll talk quickly about Chris Statlander, and then we'll get to the the double main event. Um, which is it Hero's is so weird doing a show with you about a product we like. I know so. <laughs> um. <laughs> The double, double main event, be, one being Cody versus uh, Sammy, and the other one being the Miro promo. So Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch was 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 really good, except for um, um, why don't we see Layla Hirsch more often? Why don't we see her more often? Why isn't she Man. considered like I, I was? I was I, honestly, I was shocked she wasn't originally in the TBS Same. tournament. Not not that I thought she was going to like go very far in it, but like it was. I always thought, like, I get the idea, hey, you, these four women get buys or whatever, but, like, you at least have four other women you could you could put in there and they could beat, you know? Like, that and would be fun. they had the time. Like, this was a yeah. multi-month tournament, so I'm with you on that. I've been a big, before she even signed, I found out about Layla through the collective before she was at AEW, which was not long before she got signed, and I was blown away by her. I think she's so great. I think she could be one of their biggest talents. I've been saying put her in Team Taz for a long time. I think that would be so much fun to have legit Layla on Team Taz. It's like almost a no-brainer to me. I don't know why they don't do it. She's great, and this match made me be like, I don't want Jade to be the title holder. And I get that it's going that way or looks to be. But I hope she drops sooner rather than later because I was like, I want the title holder to be for the TBS title, this type of person, either Layla or Statlander. Yeah. I want a woman who can work. And when they hold an open challenge, I believe that someone, tiny as she may be, I really believe legit Layla could be women of any type. And I believe Jade can be one type of woman. And that's a woman who is smaller than her, who isn't experienced. Um, and I get it. I get why. But I was right. like, that's not what I want anymore right. at all. Um, I think the story is is to keep is to keep um, the very charismatic, star quality, sure. um, unbeatable monster unbeaten until you have the story you want to beat her. And I, I and I think the story could be Ruby does it. I don't think Thunder Rose is doing it. I don't think you're going to do it in the semifinals. Yeah. I think that, I think that, I think the match could be great. I think Thunder Rosa could could take uh, Jade to the best match she could possibly have, type of thing. Um, but I feel like the the as much as I would love to see, are you kidding me? Thunder Rosa and Ruby Riot just go out there and kill it for 17 minutes on the first ever Dynamite with like just a, an amazing wrestling match between two pros. Pros, yes. Absolutely, but I don't think this is what we're going to get. Um, I, I think either somehow Ruby, everyone's favorite, like she's a super underdog, baby face, loved by the crowd. Either somehow she beats Jade in the finals of the tournament to become the first ever TBS champion, like overcoming injury and all this kind of stuff they'll do, or like she has a great match and we think she's got it, 
But then Jade pulls it out, and she and she's your first inaugural TBS champion. And I think the star quality of that is is important for her to be that. Sure. And I think you're right; she can lose it fairly quickly. And I think any a, a perfect person, if you wanted to, to build up as the person who dethrones the Goliath, is your little David, um, Layla Hirsch. I think she'd be perfect for that story. Of all the, the the ones that are too small to get it done, like if 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 you throw a you throw women up against Jade in her first like let's say three title defenses, and they're all too small, like she just keeps saying too small when she's to- tossing them around the ring, whatever. Too small. These are and then Layla gets gets the shot, and you're like, are you kidding? Like, there's no way. And Layla does it. That would be an amazing story. It'd be an easy thing for us to get behind. It's a classic. It's a classically told story of David versus Goliath. Uh, I think Layla would be an amazing workhorse uh, champion afterwards. And it's one of those other ones. Is it, it's it's somebody we haven't seen um, in the title picture a lot, if correct ever. So like that's a kind of a cool thing to like make the TBS thing a separate thing, not. You're not quite good enough to be AEW Women's Champion, but you could be TBS Champion. Yeah. Like, there there might be a stigma there. Um, I, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's deserved, but it might exist. So that's might maybe why you you would want to keep people away from who have had a lot of shots over there away from the TBS title for at least a bit. I also think. The way you get Layla to Jade is to have her and Serena in the finals of the Owen Hart thing. Oh man, if you build Layla up that way, like what I wouldn't give to see Owen Hart's name represented by a match between Serena Deeb and Layla Hirsch. I think that would be so great. Um, also, and somebody raised this in the chat, but I was thinking about this too. Ember Moon slash Athena's non-compete is going to be coming up at some point yep. soon and if she hands jade her first loss for the title that could be real real cool yeah yeah i mean eventually you're gonna have to do the um i just i just got brought in and i and for this match and i won the title because it because you keep doing the we're bringing somebody in who hasn't who's not signed but they're getting a title shot eventually you got to pay that off and i think there's no yeah. like that's a it's a great opportunity to do it. Would be one, one with Athena, the former Ember Moon. The nerd guru says, "You know, it's bad that every week when we see other women shine like this, we think less and less of Jade being champion. It should be Rosa or Ruby." Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to say that like Jade is really new in her career. Like, and her strengths are just not the strengths that I love the most about right, wrestling. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's there's a there's a thing about her. They are absolutely protecting her and keeping her faults hidden. Like they're letting her go out there and wrestle a match that makes her look good, which is fine. Like you and I can sit there and be like, like you know, well, obviously they're hiding, they're protecting her, whatever. And yet people who are maybe a little less in the biz can watch and be like, this woman's unstoppable. Like, there's nobody you can beat her. Like, I re- I remember being that kind of person watching wrestling. And actually, I was probably happier watching it. because I didn't We all have, were. We I all were. that brain that was like, come on like, now. I talk um, about it all the time that when I first started watching, the stable legacy was, like, a huge deal. Yeah. And I remember being incensed that Randy Orton was just cheating and getting yeah. away with it. Yeah. Like, those moments are great. 
Um, and I believe fully, no matter who the person is, there's a lot of value in building an undefeated person up to be champion and their first loss loses them the title. Mm -hmm. That story to me kind of always works because if you're undefeated, you're dominant. If you're a champion, you're dominant. So then losing it all at once, you should be insanely livid about it and in disbelief. So that could be a great thing with her. My only other, and it's so nitpicky, I hate the rankings. I hate them so much. Yeah. I wake up every day and I curse the rankings. I hate them, Alex, because you went out of your way to create a device that doesn't mean shit. It feels very WWE to me. I don't like that sometimes it means you're the number one contender and sometimes you're just there. And they were like, Oh, these women are fighting to be in the top five of these meaningless rankings. Get out of town and take a bus with that. It's Christmas. My gift would be for the rankings to go away forever. Just call it a heat chart of people that are supposed to be important in the company or make it mean something. You know who made it mean something? ROH. And look how well that turned out for them. Obviously, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I... uh... I, I started corpsing because uh, you dipped into your New York princess voice. Oh, no. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I, I hate them, the rankings. I hate them so much. Um, and I Merry Christmas to you all. I hate <laughs> rankings. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think, I think that she could be something really special. I just don't think she's there yet. And, and, I, I understand why they don't want to take the foot off the gas with her right now. I think there's something like, th- here's the thing. Um, AEW is a, you know, what do we call it? It's a, it's a little, it's a buffet. You get to yes. go in and pick the things that you want and, and you don't, and you won't want. And, and I think you and I, we like to go over to the, to the, to the cutting station where there's, where they're, cutting up prime rib and that's just us getting to watch great wrestling matches and we get technical stuff going back and forth and some people want to go right over to the fried foods and get something that tastes good but is really bad for them and that's fine you know what i mean but like like the thing is is that she's like they don't have a lot of that on the menu no like and, and they could really use somebody who just looks like an absolute megastar she mm-hmm. walks down there and go, who the hell is that? Like they don't, they don't have, they have all these other people who we know because we watch wrestling are these technical wizards, but they don't have that, that that's thing. True. You know what I mean? And I think that's maybe why hook is catching on so well, because he's kind of a bit of both. Like he look at him and he go, who's that? That guy's got really crazy presence. And then he can go in the ring on top of it. But it would be one thing if like, imagine if hook was like six foot five and 260 pounds with 3% body fat. Like, and was also like the male model and the crazy hair and the judo crazy expert. Like, all of that. It's, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought this match was 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 really good. It was a cool little um, back and forth between two different styles. Like, it was almost kind of like the match that Layla would have to wrestle versus somebody like Jade because Chris Chris yes. is much bigger than she is. And she also did that at the NWA women's yeah, pay-per-view. The, with to, Camille. Yeah. Uh, and Camille is not my favorite in the ring and to um, an incredibly well done match. Yeah. Um 
And I think Chris Statlander, since coming back from her injury, is doing her best work, which is impressive in itself to come back from that extensive of an injury. And she's been unreal. I thought that the match she had with Britt Baker was one of the most underrated. I think everybody keeps going back to Thunder Rosa and Britt, and I get it. But that that match was one of Britt's best. And part of the reason it was Britt's best is because of what Chris did in it, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark Losper says, um, I'm oh, sorry. I'm going to go back to that one in a second. Um, hold on. Okay. We got this. Uh, Brian Moore says, I love when Taz breaks down people's strengths and technical advantages, especially women's competition. How good are Layla and Chris? They are very, 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 very good. Both of them. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I miss when he was like breaking down the moves when it was like Taz's moves thing. I think because yeah. he's a manager now, you don't want to do that too much, but I loved true. that. That's true. Um, uh, Eternally Lost says Layla is great, and I'm hoping with the refusal spot at the end that she's going to be leading somewhere. I need my pint sized powerhouse in gold. Yeah. So Chris uh, submitted her uh, with this, with this like upside down crab thing that looked really painful. Um, yeah, and cool. then. Um, she offered a hand to shake to Layla, and Layla said nope, and she walked away. And that's usually they don't usually do that spot for no reason. Usually, Correct. there's there's something beyond that. So I'm very intrigued to see what that what, what what's going to come of that. But um, give me that as a feud, please. Sure. Run that back a bunch. Honor is real to some of us, and Chris yeah. Statlander is one yeah. Of those the th- the thing is that that um I. I, I think they have the roster and they have the time now um, to do three m- s- consistent women's feuds at a time. Once the TBS title is, is there, that's a feud for the TBS title, whatever's going on there. Whatever, whatever the TBS champion is doing, if it's an open challenge or whatever, that's a thing that's going on every week. Whatever's going on with the women's, with the women's champion. Like you're, you're usually you have Brit just talking backstage, but like you could do something where people are have to like wrestle each other to get you know who's who's number two and three. They should have a match to see who actually gets the the Brit Baker match at the oh, like the rankings would mean something. You I mean? don't know. They they could be. You could make them mean something. They don't have to mean nothing. Like I get your frustration with them, but you could actually do something with them as opposed to just. Hey, here are our rankings, and then they don't actually mean anything. Oh, that's my thing. In or out, not this right. halfway thing. Um, the <laughs> the other thing is that you could do a non-title, really fun mat, really fun feud that gets both of your uh of those participants in that feud over to a point that they could be the next challenger for the TBS title or the next person to go up against Brit because you you you've done enough work outside of the title picture to actually bring them up to a point where we actually are rooting for one of one or both of them. Um, I think like Sheeta and Deep have been doing, but like uh-huh. with the intention of going for the title, I think that's a very good call. Exactly. I've loved that's, that. That's the point. Um, we got a couple of things about, about the Jade stuff. Mark Losper says AEW rarely does something that puts heat on them as opposed to characters. Jade would be one of those moves for me. See, I'm not, I'm not willing to like. I, I, I would have to see how they handle her title reign. Like, if, if they're like, she's gonna be champ for a year, and yeah. she's only gonna work three minute matches. Yes, that would be terrible. 
I believe they'll have a plan for what they're going to do with, with her. And maybe she's going to get better. She's going to be tested, whatever we're going to, whatever we're going to go with. I, I believe there's going to be something there. Um, I don't, I don't think they're making this decision lightly. I think they know they have something and they're, they're planning on doing something there. I also don't think this title is going to be something that's booked out for long-term. Yeah. I think that should be a title that switches hands more often. Yeah. Um, Jay Blood says they clearly see the opportunity to create a China-like star with massive crossover appeal in Jade. Uh, it's hard for a boss to not book her to win. Like she, she does. She looks like a, a superhero. Like she really does. Like she it, does. I like the China comparison. I hadn't thought of that, which is, and it's an obvious one. I probably should have. But this is the other thing. As much as I don't love it, I do like it because what is the point of a monster who loses? That's mm -hmm. what's going on with Nyla Rose right now. This whole yeah. time. That's why my complaint with her is she can never big, win the big one, mm -hmm. which is its own story. Um. But you can't have someone that's that charismatic, that big, going around calling herself that bitch that loses. Right. That doesn't work. So no. I, I don't hate it. I think it's, it makes wrestling sense. It's just not my favorite type of wrestling sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Nur Guru says uh, that Brit's reign has only had feuds based on the rankings. So the confidence in having women's feuds outside of that have wavered. Although the Nur Guru also wants it, as, as, as so, so do I. Um, I, 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 yeah, I think, I think it's all there. You just, you just need to do it. I don't feel like the, you have the roster, you have the time figured out. They, they've done a great job. I think with the Sheeta and Deeb thing, That's they've done awesome. a great job with it. Um, and, and I feel like maybe five half dozen, like seven, eight women, like have defined personalities and overarching stories of like where they're going to, who they have alliances with and rivalries with. And you can just plug them in whenever you need something, which is valuable. Like if you've actually created consistent characters, then you can figure out a way to use them whenever you need them, which is important. Then we just need to like figure out a way for you to need them more. So they're on TV all the time. It's like they're doing with the men's division. Yeah, it's crazy. You would think, that they, you would think that's not allowed, right? Um, so, so uh, um, uh, Valab says that Amiro is still stuck in the Matrix. Boy, is he ever. We, we got a Miro promo. And God, I love this guy. And I just love it. Listen, give me every two weeks, give me one of these. If, he's, if he needs some time, still heal up from whatever, whatever he's got going on. Just, just give me one of these every couple of weeks, and I'll be good. Because my goodness, this, like, and I, I, he's just there in a completely white back in a void. He's in purgatory. He's in purgatory. He's in purgatory. Um, and he says, "You won't stop me from becoming champion because we both know you don't have the balls." And I was like, like he. He not only says, I don't think you have the balls, God. He says, we both know you don't have the balls. He is so confident in the testicular like vacancy <laughs> that God possesses that he says that even God knows that there's zero balls. Okay, here's the thing. You know I'm over the balls promo. I know. We, we get it three times a week. Here are the exceptions. When someone says testicular vacancy, that's fine. When it's God, 
That's okay. And when somebody starts just on commentary calling it a yam bag, that's also okay because that happened last week. I feel like it, it feels like they're listening to the people on being over the yeah. balls promo because now it's done this way where yeah. it's he, he told God he doesn't have the balls. You, Can God even redeem these nuts? <laughs> like, how does this even work? Uh, I have so many questions. I'm loving this for Miro. I think he might be your next challenger for for Paige if he's healthy. I think he's a great next up for Adam Page after this Danielson stuff is is resolved. He like he, I also just love like he's uh, some of these promos. The certain the certain turns are like again like I love it because it's all it's parody. It's obviously really well written parody because he does things like you stand between a man and his flexible hot wife. Like, like that's like, that's like, that's not the thing because also he'll do that, which is obviously written as a joke. And then he'll do something and deliver it so seriously. Like I will look into my opponent's faces and I will, I will ask him why, what have they done? And I will make them all burn. And then you will either take joy in my cruelty or shame in yours. That's fucking Shakespeare, man. That's like, like, like you're railing against God to the heavens, and I will punish everyone until you allow me to be your favorite champion again. And until then, you must take joy in my cruelty, or you must be, you must take shame in your cruelty to me. Like that's really, really great shit. I don't understand who's like where these are coming from, but I love them so much. And how do you lock to your point? How do you lock that up in the same thing as him saying my hot flexible wife in these promos? Like it works. it's so great. It I've said a couple of times that like there's been a lot of oh, when the chains come off from WWE, this is what we get. The two guys that I I truly don't understand how you miss have been Miro and Malachi Black for in- very different reasons. Um, but the the how do you miss what's in front of you factor with Miro just keeps being reiterated to me over and over again every time we see this because he's so great. And um, I think there's a lot of value with him winning and I think his title reign was so wonderful, but he's also a guy that can eat some losses because the story is so... It's about his relationship with God right now. You know what I mean? Like, if he loses to Adam Page, he's not going to be hurt by that because he's just gonna is gonna develop his character and his story further. And it's it's been just awesome. This has been so much fun to see Miro grow into this version of himself. Jay Blood says uh, God has no balls. Theologically sound and a serious <laughs> flex. Um, Amir F says God sent Miro to the white space and he's trying to get out. Uh, Brent Lockman says, Miro was born on Christmas. This is true. And he's feuding with God. So does he just have daddy issues, which would make <laughs> Miro Jesus. And I'm really into that story. That's that's a hell of a twist. I like that a lot. I like um, that a lot, too. I also said, is saw someone say, is the white room he's in, is he in an asylum? Has he gone crazy because of his relationship with God? I don't hate that either. Could be. Could that's be. That's fun. Um, uh, so... Uh, Thomas Lavalley says, uh, Merry Hookmas. Uh, birthday boy Miro is going to be fighting with, with God, with birthday boy Jesus, the special guest referee. Keep cool, Gabagools. 
Um, I mean, we've seen God in the ring before. He's 2-0. and He's undefeated in tag competition. So, see how he does against someone other than the McMahons. Oh, Shawn Michaels at his side. Yeah. Uh, Jay Blood has said something about the, the entirety of, uh, of this episode. Four bangers. Miro publicly plotting the murder of God. <laughs> Hook no-selling the greetings from Asbury Park. And Cody... Gives the audience what they love to hate. We got a Cody Rhodes versus Sammy little promo thing here. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and and Cody never spoke during this thing with Mark Henry. But you know Arn, who did? Arn. Glock Anderson, baby! Glock it. Uh, and he's like, you know, you know, you know, son, he says to Sammy. Uh, wrestlers your age and your size usually refer to me as Mr. Anderson. And I was just like, what, what, like he's, he's too small to call you Arn. It's just a wonderful, like old school, stupid old man oh, thing God. to say. Um, and uh, and then Sammy's like, he's disrespectful blatantly to both uh, Arn and Cody. And he walks off. And Cody never gets to talk because uh, Mark Henry says, it's time for the main event. And uh, and then and it was, um, and it was a really 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 good match. Um, I I did love in Sammy's promo. He says that two years ago, this would have been a bigger match for me than you. Um, but I'm the champion, and you're the challenger. So stop trying to make it look like I'm trying to live up to you now. Um, which I thought was great, and the match played out in that way. Um, I thought I thought it was a a, a really well plotted out match. Um, I think uh, had the match happened, like ever watching the match live, like it was on a dynamite or a live episode of Rampage, I would have been really shocked that they decided to go this route. The fact that it was taped and on Christmas and it was just like, all right, I see you, Cody. I, I, I see what you're doing. Um, but like he had, he did two two crossroads, and then a tiger driver. He, f- he faked the, the the pedigree. That that's going to be the moment. Yeah, that's the moment when he hits yeah. the pedigree. We will know that he has he's done it. Um, that he has done what he's what he set out to do, and that's that's that is going to be the cherry on top of the full Cody heel turn when he does the pedigree. Um, I'll tell you like. I don't hate it yet. We'll see where this what this rain is, but I, I I think it's one of those deals of like Cody Cody is setting this up. This is the yeah. the 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 Cody slow burn turn um is is a is a storyline worth uh using this belt for. I think can I guess we could look back on it in a year. And and if they haven't actually gone through with it yet, or if they did and it didn't work or whatever, um, then maybe we'll be we can look back and say we were wrong. But I think it's worth um, doing this title change, depending on what comes after it. Um, but I I it looks very very much like he's going to be moving on uh, immediately into a thing with Scorpio Sky and or Ethan Page. Uh, they've already done the, the legwork setting that up. So that's uh, 
I mean, I think Scorpio Sky is one of those guys who 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 should have a who should have a, a, a TNT title run. Uh, I don't think it needs to be a long one either. So it might be one of those things that we may see two transitional champs in a row yes. to get to something that we that, that there might be something of a longer one. Um, I will say this though. I really do like Sammy. I think he's really, really good in the ring. I think he's, I think he's really talented. I, th- I thought that his, that his, this, that his, as a baby face, he's re- as a fiery kind of like a cocky little bitch kind of a baby face, you know, like you, like this guy's, this guy says a lot of, he talks a lot of shit, but he can back it up type of guy. I think it's, I, I think it works. I will say that I was livid when they took the belt off of Miro to put it on Sammy. This is now months ago. I was like, Miro has been white hot. Like, like everyone's like, Oh, but you can't Sammy's momentum. It's been crazy. Like, has it though? Like, yeah, he got the, the, the pin in the, in the double or nothing stamp, CM stampede match, but he's just still just Jericho's kid brother. That's, that's all he's been. And, and that's what I thought when he won the match and people like, and I was like, I know he can wrestle. I'm not saying he's not going to have good matches as the TNT champion. I'm just saying like, what are we doing with an overall story arc for him? And it still feels like even with Jericho gone, that his biggest character trait is Jericho's kid brother. And I feel like that's not his fault. That's what they've decided to do with both him and, and the title reign. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a misstep in that way. But because they misstepped with his title reign booking so far, not that I'm saying the matches were bad. I'm saying that there's no real cohesive story for him. I think you can do this title change for Cody because that story is so much more important than whatever it is you got going on with Sammy. I think Sammy's Sammy's really good. And the, the question of where does he go from here? I don't know. There's literally a hundred dudes he could start wrestling next week and have a feud with. You know, he doesn't have to be tied to Chris Jericho, especially now that Chris Jericho's gone. Yeah, that's my biggest complaint. So my complaints with Sammy's reign are similar to yours. I don't like that he didn't win at a pay-per-view. I don't like that he didn't drop it at a pay-per-view. I don't like that. I don't think he defended it at a pay-per-view because we were getting all the inner circle nonsense with the like, there's a bunt cake, Minnesota street fight or whatever that was. So it just doesn't make a title feel important. His whole reign got mired. I, I wanted it to stay on Miro. I didn't hate it dropping to Sammy because I feel like Miro. Miro Miro's my guy, obviously. Like He's I your dude. The guy that, yeah. But I also get what you're saying. If you're gonna, I felt like, Miro had made the belt and the belt had made Miro. And if you've done that, you've had a successful reign. My problem was when they had him drop it, that should be a moment, right? That should do something for the guy because Miro has been a monster. So having Sammy, it feels like Nakamura having the IC title and working with Rick Boogs, having Sammy be your champion in a stable not really defending it while they're in that mired storyline with Godforsaken Dan Lambert. And one, it, yeah, it was one pay per view cycle during his title reign, and he was part of a ten man tag, and you not know? even a good one. Like you know? in my opinion, it so. was like goofy, and it wasn't like he wasn't a stable. Like it was him, and then Proud and Powerful also had titles. They were not a dominant stable. Um, 
so and then it was I felt like his reign was just getting going and they ended it. Now I agree with you. A great way to turn someone heel is to have him drop the title to one of the four pillars and then uh, take it away from one of the four pillars. And I think I've said it for a while. Cody's going to give a promo about the, the whole reason this company even exists is because of him. And they started booing him for no reason and whatever. And I think he's going to give a promo that we're going to talk about for decades. I think that promo, when it happens, is going to be incredible. Because I think Cody is great at that. I don't... I get I get why people have their issues with the promo. I don't fully understand why people started booing Cody outside of that. I don't get the narrative that he was constantly booking himself over. Because he beat a go-go pretty much booked himself to lose every other feud than that. I think he got handcuffed by the fact that Malachi Black is really fucking cool and people wanted to cheer for that guy. I I think I, I think that's to me that's that's the one uh for me is 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 where he had the match with Mal- Malachi shows up attacks him. He has the first match with Malachi. Malachi dominates him in like 6 minutes. And, and well, he, admitted, he was he, like we live in a world where and then he like Right. Kicked his head off. He, yeah, like, he, he, yeah. He, he set that up as, as almost like a joke. But then he starts like taking the boot off. He takes the one boot off and whatever. And it's like teasing retirement, right? Um, I think it would have been just great if he had just left and we didn't know when we would see Cody again. And it felt like he came back like in three weeks. I mean, yeah. it probably wasn't that 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 quick, but it felt like he came back in like three weeks. It was like, no, 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 no. Like, let us miss you. Like, if you're gonna come back, make it a big arc. Like, I don't. I mean, I feel like that was because you could have just had like Malachi running through all the of your all of your boys factory. while you're gone and just decimating them. And where is Cody? Where is Cody? Will Cody come back? And it didn't, they didn't give it enough time to do that. They yeah. didn't give it enough time to, to do that, to do that properly. Um, I am glad they're turning him though. This feels like what they should have done with Cena, in my opinion. I get why they didn't do it with Cena either. But yeah. like when you start getting mixed reactions, to me, the fun thing is yeah. to do is lean into the lean into the booze. And I think it's gonna be really, really good when it happens. And I think the belt is a good way to get you there. And it protects Sammy from an uneventful title reign um, because it doesn't really matter who Cody drops to until they build the story, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not convinced this isn't maybe the first return that we have. Maybe Cody takes this, turns heel, and then Sammy wins it right back. Or um, maybe this is a feud that continues for a little bit and makes Sammy in a different way or whatever. I'm hoping what happens is we get heel Cody with this belt. He drops it. But in his heelness, uses this to override what he had said about never challenging for the title. And we get like Miro and then maybe like another, maybe MJF or something and Cody with Adam Page. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, Cody versus Adam Page and he's just breaking everything he said he would do. Like, let's get to power hungry Cody. I like that. That's the thing is that that I think the problem is, is I there's a multiverse of 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 things that I want to happen with this page reign, there's all these people that I want to take it from him because I think it will it will make everybody. Um, and I think the absolutely 
the person I think who needs the rub the least probably has the absolute most impactful storyline, which is Cody. Like, like there's like if he were to somehow bait um Adam Page into demanding that Adam that 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 Cody get a title shot and then deliberately cheat to win and then he hit the, hit the pedigree to become AEW champion which he promised he would never become like like creating like the mega heel that not like he runs the business like in kayfabe he could run Tony Khan out and say I'm in charge now I'm the reason this place even exists. Oh man! You, like you what could if do, that's how we got to punk. I mean, oh. you could you could do a lot of interesting things, man. Um, the, the the stuff that that I want, maybe notwithstanding, like that's that's probably the best, the biggest story you could do with Adam Page uh, dropping the title. But there's there's a long way to go before we get there because yeah. I just you know I, there's there's stuff there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, Amir F says, I don't hate Cody as much as others, though. I think his entrance is over the top. Crap's every time it's, it's designed to, he's the only one who gets to enter from neither tunnel. He clums, climbs up from below, uh, lit like an angel. Like, it's just crazy. Uh, he, he ascends from hell lit from heaven in the middle. He is neither good nor evil. Yeah. He's, he knows, he knows what he's doing and I, I almost hate him for it. Um, do you uh, remember sen- being the elite when they had silver to like something, something, Cody Rhodes? Yeah, it was. I I feel like they're very good at making fun of that. Yeah, <laughs> Sensei Tiswald. Uh, I love the fact that the in the act of Cody setting up the Tiger Driver 98, he teases the pedigree every time he ever hits it. I will pop so hard. He's he's he is definitely teasing that and that is going to be the moment that's going to be the moment when that happens yeah, um, he's used a golden shovel and a sledgehammer like he knows yeah, what he's he doing yeah. <laughs> um i think uh, <clears throat> uh daniel r says I-, I think cody should say how everybody is lying nobody likes him and then bang out comes keith lee and keith keith lee beats him with the title for his first night um and he says thank you for doing this on christmas listen you're welcome um uh this was uh 13 13 years ago christmas 2008 uh was my first and only christmas in los angeles and my roommates had left for the uh for the for christmas like go home um and i i was working at a macy's and i was working on christmas eve and the day after christmas and it wasn't worth it to like fly home to be with my parents for, for one Christmas, for the Christmas day. And that was it. Uh, I needed the job at Macy's cause I needed to make rent. It's terrible. And I was like, I, I really wanted to get hired on like as beyond a seasonal worker. I want to want this job. I know I'm doing well. I'm impressing the people. They didn't hire me on. They fired me. But, um, uh, but I was like, I'm going to stay. So I was at, I, I was in an apartment in Sherman Oaks by myself on Christmas with with like the presence of my parents this is before facetime so like i could like call my parents over the phone and like open the presents that they sent me through the mail and i was like oh hey thanks i really needed these socks like it was just the like the i know how christmas night can suck for people in a lot of different ways 
for me, that's mine. There's other people who just like, I don't really need to be around my family right now. Or I'm somehow I'm working, whatever. Like we were driving around to see Christmas lights. Every McDonald's in Milwaukee is open with a drive through line around the block. And I'm like, don't you, what are you people? It's Christmas night. Anyway, <sighs> uh, I'm happy to do this on Christmas. My wife and my daughter are upst upstairs asleep. And this is, this is just, this is my therapy. <laughs> so, so this I celebrated with my loved ones and I'm slightly bummed that my sister has COVID. So I was like, sign me up. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, we have a good little community here. We do. And I like, I like yeah, I, that's good. Um, Techno Vixen says they should honestly set up the next storyline for Sammy to be Kip Sabian coming back and targeting him, running back the first pinning Sammy ever took at the company. Four pillar pinned by fallen pillar, feeding to Kip's underrated and over it. That's interesting. But I, 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 have, I have not even thought about Kip Sabian in a very long time since Miro tried to murder him and then gave him a hug. Like, Correct. <laughs> I haven't thought about him in a while, but that would be an interesting thing since they did have that match very early on in, in Dynamite. I'm wondering, I don't, I always like hate hypothesizing on things because I don't, Sean didn't tell me anything. This isn't like news. I'm wondering if, because his contract was in the match, I think that was expired or expiring. I'm wondering if it's, if it's tough news for him because mm -hmm. he has been wearing a box on his head to no avail. Mm. Um, but that's good creative. That's more creative than anybody's given him. So. Yeah. Uh, Volub says, adrenaline in my soul. Adrenaline Three. in my soul. <laughs> something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Three-time champion, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> uh, sheesh. Mary Hook, Mr. Filthy Animals, and May Gabagool be with you, and also with you, Volob. Um, Ryan see, Lambert. The thing with this is like I don't like it, and I'm not supposed to like it. Yeah, that's like the that's the gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan Lambert says, "Merry Saturday, Alex and Kate." So, did Cody die for our sins tonight? Seeing as he won on Christmas, um, I think the Christmas thing is a very very important thing with the Greensboro Coliseum and David Crockett is there. They used to run really big shows on Christmas Christmas night back in the day of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Um, so I think that's kind of a, a nod, a very very important thing for Cody to to do it on Christmas. Um, uh, Tyler Venue says. Cody's going to change the black strap to stars and stripes. Go full Homelander. God bless AEW. I wouldn't put it past him. I like that. Um, uh, Jay Blood says, I know we keep discussing Cody as if the turn hasn't happened, but isn't this how you work heel to a smart audience? I mean, it's possible that the turn's already happened and we haven't seen it yet. But I mean, like, there's going to be a moment where it's undeniable. Like, it's just, you know. And it's undesirable to undeniable. I think, yeah, I, to me, beating someone, if the narrative, though, in my opinion, is false, because if you look at Cody's, well, if you look at Cody and you look at everybody else, yeah. like, he he hasn't booked himself that way. But to then fulfill that on Christmas feels very, very heel to me. Right. So I think it's coming real soon. Um, Ty Noel says, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. I thought the main event was fine. I uh, abhor the finish. Cody doesn't need to win the TNC Tech Championship to turn heel. Um, well, I don't think this is 
that yet. Um, far be it from me to ever say this to anybody. I think we need to let it play out. <gasps> I know. I know I'm, I'm such a hypocrite. No, because we get... I don't have a problem with letting things play out if I feel like you're not rewriting the show 14 minutes before it goes on. Yeah. Tony Khan knew who he wanted his first four champions to be in the first two years of the company, and it stayed that way. Yeah. That never happens. So I don't have a problem with letting things play out. I have a problem with getting punished for letting things create play yeah. out yeah. because they don't play out. But in this case, I think I will because I think Cody just knows what he's doing. Like he's he's too smart at this. Yeah. Uh, the nerd guru says, "Merry Christmas, keep cool, Gabagool," and, and also, also with, with you. you. Hook is our Lord and Savior since Miro will be killing God. And F Cody Rhodes. Why did Miro lose then? Why? Why? Now Cody feuds with Dan Lambert. Yikes. Um, I mean, that's the next thing he's gonna do. I don't know if it's if it's you know a long thing he's gonna do, but I mean, just feel like they're you know starting in that direction. If they wanted to turn him back face, the best way you could do that with me is have him kick Dan Lambert into oblivion and never appear yeah, on my screen again. That would that would be that'd be it. Uh, Ryan Largent says, "I think Cody is more screwing around with Smarks who are on the Cody is basically Triple H slash Cody Lander train." With the shovel and double underhook, um, I mean, like that. The, there, there are lots of layers to this. Like it is, depending on your own proclivities, you can see what he's doing in different lights, and I think that's what makes it so interesting. Um, yeah, and he's a big nerd about it, right? Yeah. And wasn't he wearing like Homelander gear? Yeah, of course. I don't know things um, in that world very well, but like he's very intentional with these things, you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, Malachi also enters from center as a foil to Cody's entrance. That's true. He doesn't really enter from center. The lights go out and he's just positioned there. I'm sorry, so what happens? <laughs> lights go out. Something, something. <laughs> something, something. Cody Rhodes. Uh, uh, well, hold Merry on Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I love me some Silva says, Kate sounds like when Cornette tries to sing Cult of Personality. <laughs> Please don't compare me to Courtney. No, nobody needs that. No. Nobody needs that. No, thank you. Um, I will take like a double cheeseburger though. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Salt says, and this is true, I forgot about this spot. Hope those fans that Cody hit with Sammy Guevara are okay. Uh, he powerbombed Sammy, or I think over the barricade into these into a bunch of fans. And like um, one of them was like, oh. Oh my head. Uh, uh. And then another guy was like, No, Cody, don't do it. Don't. And so it was their obvious, obvious plant. Super is, not plants. Which 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 is like Mitch the plant was less of a plant than those plants. That was like Von Wagner telegraphing. <laughs> to everyone upset over this Cody win, just remember it's only smoke and mirrors. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, I don't feel like we can get too upset with, I mean, if you're a super Sammy Guevara fan, I get it. Cause I was really upset about Miro losing and I'm a super Miro Mark. Um, and it wasn't like, I hate Sammy. It was just like, no, Miro should have the title forever. So I totally get it if you're a Sammy person, but I feel like we have to wait and see what this, what this new Cody Rhodes reign is personally. Um, yeah. 
Alan Marks says, remember the Black Mist? Perhaps Cody is merely doing the ultimate bidding of the House of Black. I mean, there's there's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. A of, lot of, of people options. lined up to fight Cody Rhodes. Yeah, a lot. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to get rid of all the rest of these um, uh AEW super chats and Humper chats, and then we'll then we'll then we'll quickly try and go through SmackDown. Uh, Humper chats, we, super chats, and Hooker chats. Hooker chats. We need that domain too. Um, yeah, we we need Hooker chats. Um, so uh, we might get some real weirdos. <laughs> the nerd guru says like that he is manifesting a team of Hook and Brian Danielson. Called Ooh. Crouching a Hook, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> or same thing with Kyle, just called Heel Hook. Ooh. Yeah. That one I like better. If I have Danielson in a stable, I actually put this out in, into the Twitterverse. And almost everybody said if Danielson was going to have a stable, they want uh, Daniel Garcia in it. And Jonathan Gresham to come over and be in it. Hmm. Which I like. I like that yeah. idea. Um, Mark Kane says, do you think there's any significance to Darby's face paint on Wednesday and Sammy's gear tonight being close to the same shade of pink? Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, paying tribute to, 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 to Owen, to Brett on the night that the Owen is fo formally announced, I think it's possible. Um, I don't know if it's like over, like significance in like, oh, they're going to form a team now. But like, it was just like, you know, Hey, tonight's a good night to wear pink. Yeah, and Darby, I feel like, was a tribute to Surfer Sting as much as anything. And yeah. Punk was transitional Sting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel R. says, random question. What is the one idea you want to happen in AW that is your random that is your random idea? Ooh. Uh, for me, it is Wardlow taking off his jacket and having a Four Pillars shirt where he is on it instead of MJF. And that's where he turns. I like that idea, but we already had Britt Baker replaced. I know, but I, it does have a it does have a very a very a very uh, um, festival of friendship thing where like MJF would look at Wardlow's shirt and say, "Hey, why am I not on this?" <laughs> oh no! Power bomb! 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 Um, that would be fun. Um, I really want. Danielson and Punk, and I think Punk put this out there, but I wanted it first. <laughs> I wanted Danielson and, and Punk tag run and them to do some some work with the Bucks. I think that would be very fun. Yeah. T. Daniel Barber uh, says the AW rankings mean about as much as the UFC rankings, so absolutely nothing until the company wants to matter. It's but they call it a heat chart in the UFC, not rankings. Oh, well. I'd have, but it's not meant, it's just meant to tell you who's important in the company. It's yes. not meant to set up the number one contender. I want clarity around my rankings. Is that so much to ask? Uh, well, we, we forgot. Uh, there's a, there was an Eddie Kingston uh, promo backstage. Partner. A, yeah, he says, uh, Daniel Garcia, you did what you had to do. Actually, I kind of respect it. I, like, I love that. I love the idea of like, yeah, you rolled me up and you got a fistful of tights. I would have done the same thing to you. Like I think that's that's a really cool little thing to do. And like they're gonna have a, a like we started this feud. Well, not started it, but like the last time we had a match, it was five on five. Well, next week it's gonna be three on three. 
which is the opposite of the way things usually work. But okay. Uh, I, I Eventually, we're going to get back down to a singles match again. Um, I mean, I feel like this is something they're doing with Eddie because it's fun. He likes doing it. It gets Daniel Garcia on TV more. 2.0 is entertaining. Let's just keep this thing going. And I think it's it's part of it is the is the Eddie Kingston becoming better friends with uh, LAX, like basically reforming LAX. Um, so that when Jericho comes back, he'd be like, hey, those are my friends. You're not allowed to play with my friends. They're mine. Um, and then Eddie Kingston will be like, they're my partner's partner. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston on Swerve Confident Podcast, worth listening to. Yeah. Just amazing to hear someone with that thick of a Yonkers accent talking about how he's so emotionally evolved. Like, him talking so vulnerably and sincerely, because they talk about the Players' Tribune article and all these things, in his accent and his just, like, Nick's hoodie. Yeah. And it's, it's the greatest. It's the best. Um... But yeah, Eddie Kingston is perfect and can do no wrong. He is like right there with Punk for me. Oh, the best. They really gave um, me all my Punk dream matches out of the gate. I was like, oh, Eddie and MJF, when we get to those. And they were like, here is immediately what you asked for. Um, Brett Lockman says, uh, random words at the dinner table today. Eddie Kingston feels like the kind of person who would only kill you if it had to be with his bare hands. <laughs> This is a very interesting thing to say at the dinner table. Uh, a joyous hookmas to the both of you. And to you. And to you. Um, uh, I got something. We got something saying here. This, this, this is interesting and also really scary to me. Dylan Bishop says, after the show, Tony told the crowd to stop booing him since the cameras were off. And then Hook came out and slapped him. Bring that shit to TV ASAP. Now, this is what I'm talking about with doing too much too soon with the kid. Like, this... I don't, I I don't know if we're if we're if we're here yet. Uh, just objectively, like I don't know that we're here yet, and I worry about the overall health of this company more than I I want. Do I want to see Cody versus Hook? Hell yes, I do. Do I do I worry about what that what that means for like the whole pick? Like it might be like, hey, like this just feels like, hey, everybody likes Hook. Let's put a title on him after two matches. Feels like a thing mm. that this company shouldn't do. I don't think they're going to do that. I think he might get a title shot too soon, which is still too soon. But I also think this might have been Christmas and you have someone who's turning heel and just a real hot hand right now. And I think him coming out and slapping him right now doesn't mean that the match is... Okay. It's, it's AEW, man. They plant these seeds. Then. They have seats planted since before the company started. They had Juventud Guerrero on. Yeah. I don't think it means it's immediate. Apparently, Cody said that he will face him the next time they come back to Greensboro. So, oh, okay, okay. all right. right. I'm sure this is all. all right. It's all long-term storytelling. That's, That's all fine. They do. We're all right. Um, hey, remember how I said uh, that uh, you should put down your um, your five dollars. Um, yeah, your single Christmas dollar down, bills. Put down your five crisp dollar bills that you got in your stocking, um, uh, and and you should subscribe to Fightful Select. Well, Salt said I put the five dollars down on my desk. Why is nothing happening? <laughs> and I said oh. that you should you should take your five dollar bills down to Western Union mm-hmm. and then wire us the money, and that's how we'll do it. 
And Dedda Common said, if you enjoyed Alex's Western Union reference, stay tuned for his upcoming 100-100 collect ad. Because that's the <laughs> Dial something. down the center. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I'm just saying on Fightful Select, we don't have ads. Correct. But on, on the regular YouTube, we have ads. That is just, I'm just saying, and I don't know if this is like the most Christmassy ad to play, but it's the one I was told I had to play. So, I hear you. Times are rough. We just got out of uh, a, a wild situation, a wild year, and people are saying, you know what? It's a hard knock life. But I disagree. Instead, I believe it's a hard cock life when you use Blue Chew and the code FIGHTFUL and you get your first shipment free. Free? All you got to do is pay $5 shipping? Blue Chew is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. They work on your schedule. Full stomach, empty stomach, ready to go, want to get in the mood. Blue Chew has you covered. Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. I don't think so. More like somebody's getting dicked when you use BlueChew.com. No awkward conversations with the doctor. Because, I mean, you know, I'm all about not being awkward. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's because they work with their online physicians to get the active ingredient you need. And it ships straight to your door. BlueChew.com and the code FIFA will get you your first shipment free. That's how confident they are. Free. Use that promo code Fightful. Hardcock Life. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hardcock Life indeed. <laughs> um, so uh, there was also um, uh, SmackDown uh, last night. I heard there's a, there was a show that happened. There was a show. There was a show. Rob Reed said, I completely for forgot SmackDown was on last night. Uh, with good reason. Um, uh just 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 quickly through the things that don't matter at all um um the thing that matters the least could not matter less uh, uh drew mcintyre in the new day uh faced madcap moss and the usos in the miracle on 34th street fight um both baron corbin who was at ringside though not in the match and madcap moss had eggnog poured on them didn't becky lynch also have eggnog poured on her was, was that a thing? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I think, think so. Was I that? I saw a clip of it online. If they went to an eggnog spot multiple times, I, I, there's no. There's no Becky Lynch in this particular episode of SmackDown. I, I don't know when when that happened, but uh, oh, maybe that was on Raw. That would make sense. Mad Madcap Moss um, got eggnog poured on him twice, and then somebody threw a big present that hit him in the back of the head. Um. Um. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you know, unprotected present shots, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's let's just close let's close the book on that. Knock it off. Um, he he got put back in the ring and he got a claymore and was pinned. I ask you again, why the hell would anybody want to see this match on a pay per view? Like, what is the? Why would you do that on day one? Like, what is what is that? We've already we've now we've already seen. Like Drew Claymore him and pin him. Like I don't understand why we would why we would do that. But. You know what's kind of fun with Drew 
I'm like, he might be the one to dethrone Roman, or he might lose to Mad Cat Moss next week. Who knows? They don't know. Like he's either like a serious contender for Roman, or he could, or he could just lose to Mad Cat Moss next week. Yeah, um, they don't know what they're doing. I uh, no, they don't. Um, and this was the main event of the show. Like after two matches that like mattered, like seriously, one was a freaking like long ass gauntlet match to set up a number one contendership. One was for the women's title. This is your main event. It's time for your main event. Uh, Why is Mad Cat Moss in any main event? I don't know. Um, uh, Kofi jumped off the top rope with two platters full of cookies and and slam dunked them on top of um, the Usos' heads. Okay, that's neat. Uh, It was something. At least we didn't see the New Day pin the Usos again. That's at at least that wasn't a thing that we had to slip through again. This was terrible. Uh, I mean, every Miracle on Street Four Street fight is is usually pretty bad, but okay. Um, we got a we got a a Paul Heyman interview, which is what I which is what I thought they were gonna do. He got interviewed by Kayla Braxton in a pre taped interview backstage, sitting in a in a chair, and he hasn't shaved, and he's been crying, and he's red faced and puffy. That's that's what he does. Um, and so like um. So, uh, uh, Paul, it's been a week since you were uh, fired by Roman Reigns publicly, and then he then he seizes on the word publicly. He said, "Publicly, yes, publicly, yes." I'll tell you what happened. I told Roman Reigns the truth publicly, and then he punched me in the face publicly. And honestly, I don't know if I'm going to have to retire publicly. And then he stops and drinks a whole glass of water really, really loudly. Like I, I okay, hold on. I have to like get the top off of this thing. I do. You could have this man be in charge of your entire creative. Um. Uh. It, it, it was. It was. It was obviously like. Um. I, he says that. What. What am I gonna do? I was like, what's next for Paul Heyman? What am I gonna do? Go to NXT pick out some diamond in the rough, manage him, bring him up. And I was like, Paul Heyman managing Braun Breaker wouldn't be a terrible thing. Like Braun can talk, but like, like if that's like, I picked out, here's the new Brock Lesnar, this guy. Um, And like the, if the first time we ever see Braun Breaker on the main roster, he's Paul Heyman is his advocate. Like just shoot him to the top. That's it. I mean, may I didn't think about, Everybody's been talking about Braun and Roman and Brock and Roman. What if they give us someone else at Mania? Yeah. And they do Brock and Breaker. Brock and Breaker. <sighs> what if they're a tag team called Brock and Breaker? I don't yeah. think that's what's going to happen. I think Paul Heyman is going to run back into the very enormously large arms of, of Brock Lesnar. But that I would be interested in, in Paul Heyman managing. Later, him. Later in the night, they gave us a very long uh, video package detailing the history of Paul Heyman's career because he's probably going to retire. Don't you understand? He's going to retire. Like they're they are they're like basically like this is this is the video that will play when he gets elected into the Hall of Fame because he's retiring. Guys, 
Paul Heyman is definitely retiring. That's what we all want you to think. Like, it was just like, you didn't need to do that. You could have had the, the interview fine, but the video package was like, oh, so he's definitely turning and joining Brock Lesnar. Or this whole thing with Roman was all just a ruse to get Brock to think that it wasn't going to be. It's one of those two things. It's, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, now, now this is interesting. Brent Lockwood <laughs> says the, the Brock and Break Express, I want the Brock and Break Connection. I like that too, but Brock has to have two Ks. Brock con and connection and would con have to have Ks. Connection. That's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, in reference to the um, to the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight, WWE really is like the Twilight Zone episode where everyone had to bend to the whims of a child in order to not get erased from existence, huh? Like it's it really is like. Don't make the child angry, otherwise we will we will be we will be killed. That's basically working with with oh man. My hometown of Binghamton, New York, has mm. like three claims to fame. One of them is that the creator of the Twilight Zone, whose name is escaping my mind, Rob yeah. something. Yes, is from Binghamton. Paul Reiser also went to school at SUNY Binghamton, and uh -huh. we are also known for our carousels for some reason. Which oh. probably has historical significance that I never cared about. Interesting. <laughs> Not really. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, um, Mark Losper says you're half right, Kate. He could lose to Madcap Moss and dethrone Roman. That's a very good point because nothing matters. Nothing matters. So well played. Touche. Yeah, there you go. Nothing matters. Um, we got the... Um, Oh, oh, Ricardo El Idolo says, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. All hail. Yes. All hail. Uh, and Merry team. Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas and happy birthday, Robert um, O'Neill. Yeah. And happy Hookmas. <laughs> um, Brent Lockman says, $5 because one of you watched SmackDown, so I didn't have to. I watched the Muppet Family Christmas instead twice. Now that's a, that's a fine Christmas special. What I if I told you? One. That I watched that and not SmackDown. <laughs> I had it on while I was wrapping someone else's gifts because they don't oh. know how to wrap gifts. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> That's me. I'm all thumbs. Um, we got this uh, intercontinental title gauntlet match, and I want to make sure I have the, the order right because it's very important. Um, remember... Um, they were in they, they taped this in Chicago which is Mustafa Ali's hometown he wasn't allowed to be in this match they said you, you know just stay home we don't we don't want you here we got nothing for you we we got stuff for these people let's let's list all of them there we go um uh let's see uh Shanky and Jinder and Eric and Ivar and Angel and Humberto and Drew Gulak and Mansoor uh and I guess Hello, I'm fine with with I Ricochet and Sammy and Sheamus and Cesaro being in it. It's an IC title gauntlet and three tag teams? Yes, because they have to have 12. It's a 12 days of Christmas gauntlet match. You have to have 12 guys. Why yeah. do you have six of them in tag teams? Because there aren't enough people on SmackDown, Kate. Because Mustafa Ali is not allowed to wrestle. He's not allowed to wrestle, Kate. I don't want to have to explain this again. Why didn't you have your? Oh my god! Why didn't you? Rick Boogs wasn't in it to even make he, it remote. No, no, he's not allowed to be in it. He's 
He's, he, he has to he has to play Nakamura to the ring so they can stand around awkwardly and watch the gauntlet match all one hour of it. And yes, that's a thing that happens. This is uh, the AEW rankings of gauntlet matches, yes, it is. meaning it stinks. Back from the break. Uh, we, the break. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Why not have an NXT talent in it? Uh, no, 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 no. It's Intercontinental Championship match. Um, uh, so the first, the first people are, um, Mansoor and, uh, and Angel. Angel Garza beats Mansoor. So it's a good thing we, we did that whole storyline with him and Mustafa Ali and then put him over at Sands of Time. Um, it's a good thing we did all that to have him go out first in this gauntlet match. That was fun. Um, and to not and, have Mustafa Ali in this, because no, why, why would he you lost? He lost that match though, so we did, so so he's 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 out. Yeah, so um, they've never run stuff back before. No, um, then uh, so Mansoor's out. Then Angel Garza pins uh, is able is, fights Eric Eric the Viking uh, from the Viking Raiders, and uh, and he he beats Eric with the same exact move because God help, like we got to have Angel Garza can only win matches one way. He can only hit his his wing clipper, and that's it. That's all he can do because he has no other moves, according to Vince. Um, and then uh, uh, now he's gone through two very tough matches, and so out comes Shanky, and Shanky beats Angel in one move, like with a clothesline, and then like an elbow and a hip toss, and like some weird. Do you remember Mojo Raleigh's old hyperdrive move? It's kind of like of that, course. except he go all of the all of the floor. It's bad. Shanky's bad, which is why he after beats he beats Angel. He loses to Ivar, uh, pretty quickly. So you and wouldn't she- have the tag team beat each other to create some sort of interest? No, that's not. No, it's not how. No, we're not gonna have no intrigue. No intrigue, Kate. It's Christmas Eve. Then Sheamus, um, uh, Sheamus is out with Ridge Holland, who's not in. Who's not in the the gauntlet match. It's very important that Shanky is in the gauntlet match and both Viking Raiders because we wouldn't want Ridge Holland to be in this match where he might have to fight against his mentor, Sheamus. You know, intrigue. Intrigue's not allowed. So um, so then we had uh, uh, Ivar versus Sheamus and Sheamus uh, beats Ivar. Um, he is a, a brogue kick via uh, that. And then Cesaro comes out next. Can we get Cesaro versus, versus Sheamus? That's some intrigue, kind of, except for, you know, it's a distraction finish. It's a distraction finish because Ridge Holland distracts Cesaro, and Cesaro is not a ring veteran. He's only had a few matches in his career, and so he's easily distracted by Ridge Holland, and he turns right around to a bro kick, and he gets eliminated. You would then, think that they would create something interesting just by accident. Uh-uh. Like they had to go out of their way to make this boring. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so, oh, it was, it was, it. it was the least interesting entertaining anything gauntlet match ever it was terrible um ricochet he runs out because he's next he's gonna fight sheamus um and uh then i bet you can't guess how ricochet won definitely not with a roll-up no oh yeah you went with a roll-up but why why was it so easy to get a roll-up on sheamus because cesaro came back to distract Sheamus, you know, to get a little revenge, to continue this feud that's really kind of going nowhere. Yay! Defies gravity. I'm not going to say gravity forgot him. 
But I will say, he can do the coolest shit in the world and has great finishers. Why would you have him win with a roll up? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then out comes. This is good. Page. I was worried it wasn't going to be sour enough because we spent so much time on yeah. Rampage. No, nope. uh, yeah, got to got to get some sourness in here. It's it's the it's the name of the show. Oh, it's here. <laughs> In yeah. this gauntlet match yeah. <laughs> that could have set up like seven stories that they were like, nah. Seamus um, is eliminated. And so who comes next? Humberto comes out next. Humberto versus Ricochet. That is quick. Because, uh, oh, Seamus beats the hell out of Ricochet because he's pissed that he got lost to roll up. So now we have an injured Ricochet versus Humberto. So Humberto decides he's going to take advantage of this and goes for a top rope moonsault. But gets gets hit with feet in the face, and then Ricochet um, hits a recoil on Humberto and hit, beats him with one move. Bye bye Humberto. Good Where thing is paid. a single referee? And not not allowed. Um, then Jinder comes out, and Jinder is gonna gonna um, gonna try and hit Ricochet with the Coloss, but Ricochet just just doesn't get hit with it. And rolls him up for the win. Jinder, former WWE champion, lost to a roll-up in 14 seconds. And so then we get we're now now down to the How last. How many roll-ups were there in this match? Oh, I'm too many. Um uh, uh, uh then we get um the next person, Sami Zayn. So Sami Zayn is the whole reason this exists because. Because he keeps he was, winning battle royals. Because because no, because he wants he wants his title match, and they and and so Neville said no, you're not allowed to have a title match for the universal title. So you have you have to earn an intercontinental title match. Why wouldn't they just give him an intercontinental title match? Because we had to we had to take up an hour of this episode. That's why, Kate. That's why. And so, um, Sammy versus Ricochet is the most entertaining match of the series of matches. Um, uh, well, yeah, when you're like the tag teams aren't going to face each other, and yeah. the mentor's not going to face his student. No. Um, so, uh, but he he Sammy wins with a haluva kick. There were a couple of times where I thought, "Hey, Ricochet might pull this out," and I was like, "No, they're not doing babyface versus babyface for the IC title." And this is a whole it's a whole story is just for Sammy Zayn to get a title match. So he wins with a haluva kick. Uh, so it's him versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And and that 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 could be good, could be I guess. I mean, it should it be. be. I mean, it listen, be it could be one of the greatest matches of the last decade because we saw it happen at Takeover Dallas. But will it be? Chances are no. Chances are no. Um, the other thing that happened was the opening match of the night, which was um, which was Charlotte not giving any offense to Tony Storm. Tony Storm like reversed a couple of things into like German suplexes, but it was just Charlotte beating the dog piss out of Tony Storm and giving her nothing. Um and and then she Why? I don't know. Um and then uh so Flair pies because of a pie. I, I, I don't know. Um, she's so angry that she's beating the living shit out of Tony Storm because of a pie. Like anything Tom, Stor Tony Storm tried didn't work. Um, Charlotte was literally just like, like she, Tony Storm was kneeling in front of Charlotte and Charlotte was slapping her in the face. Is that all you got? Is that all you got? 
and the 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 point of that usually is to show the baby face like yes i do have more than that and he gets up and does offense but charlotte just cut it off because that's what charlotte does um and then uh charlotte does the becky lynch roll up grab the ropes thing the exact way that that becky beat Liv. but in on smackdown this ref saw it and was like no you're not allowed to do that so then Tony and 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 um Charlotte just trade roll-ups like they reverse each other's roll-ups for like four or five attempts and then Charlotte pins Tony and then Tony cries like really cries like she can't believe that she she makes this face a lot <laughs> and that's how they want to build the baby face wait for somebody to clip what you just did um i have so many questions uh we don't have time for questions Kate. <laughs> like i, I don't guess know one question and that question is just why yeah it's terrible because charlotte needed to look more dominant she's had the title 749 times she 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 tried to cheat but she wasn't she wasn't allowed to cheat so she ended up just beating her clean with a with with a reversed roll up into a small package or something and tony storm cried 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 she was she was inconsolable in the ring looking up at charlotte as charlotte held the belt aloft they focused in on tony to making this face again I feel like there's a new idea for a show here where I don't watch wrestling and you just describe <laughs> it to me and I just go. Yeah. Yeah. Just make a confused face. Because uh, when we... you have to say it out loud like that, it's somehow worse than watching it. Even. Oh, man. It really is. What the um, hell does this do for Tony Storm? And what does Charlotte whoa, have left to it... fucking prove? I don't know. Um, I'm going to read a bunch of super chats here in the next eight minutes. Because I am gonna beat this this clock, even though Sha- even though Sean didn't give me one, I'm still gonna beat it just to spite him. Um, <clears throat> the nerd guru says, "Is it bad? I don't care about Roman and Brock." No, it's. I mean, it's it is because they want you to, they expect you to. But no, I don't really care about it because uh, I know whatever happens at day one, they're still gonna push this thing off to Mania. Um, James Nepper says, "I don't understand why they kept doing close-ups of Tony Storm crying oddly, repeatedly." I felt bad, but not the way I think they intended. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a very good uh, point. Yeah. An important distinction with that. <laughs> Brent says, the, the WME booking is a Lovecraftian horror, where the more you understand it, the more you lose your sanity. That's that's very good, because that's me. Wow. That's me. That's me. I'm crazy. Um, You're going to end up in a white room with Miro, forsaking your god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark Losper says, did Ricochet at least do a cool flying roll-up? He did not. Can confirm he did not. Um, James Bowers says, the, the amount of talent wasted in the gauntlet was staggering. Nakamura, Boogs. Boogs. I'll give you a Boogs. Holland, Sheamus, Cesaro, Ricochet. Staggering, I tell you. Abominable. Um, uh, Mark Losper says, and this is very true, there's no way anyone can tell me they're not openly burying Tony Storm at this point. It just... I, and why? I don't understand. I don't understand. All right, we have four... We have holdover 
Humper chats and super chats. Thank you all for sitting in the super chats and humper yeah, chats. Yeah, happy Christmas so nice. to y'all. This, like, this, this was, was amazing. This was not, this, we made a whole bunch of money for Fightful. We did on Christmas. We did on Christmas. Is that nice? Thank That's you so much. Um, so, um, uh, Hook. <laughs> uh, we, we, we want I'll more Hook. Says, hail yeah. How about Hook versus Brock Anderson after that Cody slap? Yeah, how about how about Hook versus all of Nightmare Family? Just to just just rebook that feud with Malachi, but having Hook do it instead. I I <laughs> I am for that, and B. I just I have no interest in Brock Anderson. I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah. I was. So, it was the most vanilla, boring thing in the world. This is the very from Peyton Carter. Mary Hookmas, Kalex, Rampage was amazing tonight. Sammy and Cody put on an amazing match, and Hook is always a treat to watch. Oh, and I guess SmackDown happened too. Yeah, it apparently, apparently it did. Um, uh, R twenty six uh, says a bit late, but Jade winning the TBS title will be fine if Women's World Champion wasn't also someone who is more character than in ring. Not saying Britt sucks but her mic skills are her bread and butter. One of the two belts should have the in-ring focus, and I totally understand that. Uh, I do think Serena Deeb will eventually hold the TBS title for like a year and a half, and it'll be glorious. Um, I also like when there's a, a, just for me, I like when one champion's a heel and one's a face, and yeah. also I like the balance of ring work versus um, yes. mic skills. Um. Uh, Sean Blanford says, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, hashtag Kalex. My Christmas wish would be to have a one night only 2.0 versus AEW battle and have Tony D take on Hook in the main event just to watch wrestling Twitter explode with glee. Make it happen, Santa. That is a Christmas miracle even out of the hands of Santa, I think, at this point. Um, yeah, and I would have loved that if it was 1.5 versus current AEW. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> Uh, 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 I love you some Silva says Merry Christmas Alex and Kate Merry Christmas to you Christmas, Half of people had a great one uh, Mine was good Mine was good uh, Best Christmas present I got today from my in-laws Root beer So that'll tell you how good a gift given they are uh, <laughs> Wow Like like I'm not a gift Well sorry No, The gift of, of Kate Hensler's time Is always precious JB Love says, Alex and Kate, thank you all for being one of the brightest spots of a ridiculously dark year. Merry Hookmas, love to you both. Love to all of you. We love hanging out and being fun and hanging out with you guys. It's, it's a thing we like to do. Um, uh, Della Common says, here is another $5 for getting around and resetting up my terrible joke from the beginning of the show. Y'all the best. We try. <laughs> we try. All right. We do what we can. Um, we have a couple of um, of jukeboxes. Uh, uh, do, do you do you have this in front of you? Because there's somebody a request for you, a twenty dollar request. So you have to sing. We want. I think you've actually almost kind of done it. So now you got to. Oh my god! Okay, let me pull up my tweet from earlier. I don't know why. So ever since Silver did that, whenever I hear this theme, that's all I can think about is like alternatives to right. the theme and for some reason i did one with that stupid go big show let me find out okay here it is thank you for 20 dollars to do this by mm -hmm. the way adrenaline 
in my soul. A judge on the Go Big Show. Not that big show. His name is Paul White. <laughs> He's tall, Paul. I'm Cody. I judge a big talent show. Me and Snoop and two other gals. And then TNT said, we'd like your numbers. Now he's a heel. Wow. He took his belt. He took, wait, what is it? He took his belt. He took Sammy's belt away. He just beat him. He took his belt away. Main event of Rampage. The booze, they greet him. And then I just said, I'm a genius. You are. So, um, I hope that was worth $20. Oh, so, so worth it. <laughs> uh, one last Rampage tweet and then a couple of, of, of apparently improv scenes I've got to do. James Bowers <laughs> says, have Sheeta and Deeb feud for the TBS title forever. Inject it in my veins. Um, it's been great. That's been uh, a really well built out feud. Ryan Sullivan says, uh, Alex, Kate has been super positive online lately. Can you, as Eddie Kingston, thank thank her for for her work? That's <clears throat> I, 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 it's really hard to do Eddie Kingston. Just have honestly. to say partner. I just have That's to say it. partner. Um, I noticed you've been you've been I noticed you've been really positive online, giving a lot of people a lot of good feedback, and allowing them to share their stories of positivity. I want to say, great job, partner. Thank partner. You. That's all I can say is partner. It's <laughs> my entire my entire Eddie Kingston impression is based partner. Uh, Ryan Sullivan says, uh, "I need Tony D talking to Santa, convinced that Santa is an informant." <laughs> hey, hey! I've been seeing you around all over the place. I see you on the street corners ringing that bell. I see you in the mall with kids on your lap. You've been following me. Have you been following me? Take that beard. That. That be it fake? You wearing a wire? Merry I Christmas think he's everybody. wearing a wire. Merry Christmas, everybody. Go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta beat the clock. Um, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Keep cool, Gabagool. Rampage was awesome. Bye. Partner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.